0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gaming resources.
1: Support for this show comes from Sylvan learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply.
2: Separated your deep ball from everybody else. My deep ball, it has a little secret sauce to it, man. (laughs) Never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports in in, in high school.
3: Welcome to the Orange is the New Black Podcast. I'm your host, Ace Boogie. My co-host, Zim, will be joining us. Momentarily, But hello world, we're here to preview and talk about the upcoming Jets matchup. Obviously Cincinnati is going on the road here uh, to New York to play this game after coming off of a huge victory against the Baltimore Ravens. And it's almost kind of crazy because the national media is now giving the Bengals a ton of props. Uh, We've become one of the media darlings lately after being a castaway for so many years. Uh, They are finally getting some of that national attention. But just to start some things off, I just want to give you guys some informative pieces coming into this game against our opponent, the New York Jets. uh, They're ranked currently on PFF right now, 31st overall offense. They're ranked 29th pass blocking. They're actually uh, pretty solid in pass blocking, which is crazy because they started off the year with some protection issues. They've moved all the way up to 13th on PFF for that. On defense, they're 30th. Special teams, they're 9th. Some of their top five graded players on offense include Vera Tucker. They also have George Fant, McGovern, another lineman, Morgan Moses, and Corey Davis. So that's where they're looking at as far as the offensive grades on defense right now. It's Tim Ward. Uh, it's Jonathan Franklin Myers. This I'm going to butcher this guy's name. Fatoukasi, I believe his name is. He's a defensive interior. Uh, Michael Carter II and Bryce Hall. So for the most part, D-line and their corners seem to be some of the strengths of this team. Uh, but we got my man Zim getting ready to pop in. But we're probably going to start this off talking about what the media is kind of talking about with the Bengals. And then we will get into a little bit of this Jets game. Just some more insight into the Jets. Uh, their top targets this season have been Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, uh, Berrios, Crowder, and the running back Todd Johnson. I mean, some of their leading receivers so far have been uh, Davis. He's got four touchdowns coming in. We've got Keelan, Cole, Berrios, Michael Carter. Um, so we'll have to see. Uh, but I noticed that you guys said that we weren't showing the chat any love. Uh, one of the other shows. So I'm going to give some shout outs to the people in the chat. King Vortex Gaming. Shout out to him. He's saying 49 to 0. Okay. Uh, Banana Clip Casey as well. Ty Ty HD says who they who nation says who they Stuart Monty says who they Michael Houser says welcome um shout out to Stuart Monty again he says hello ace uh very viper says guys it should be a win we can't get too cocky now uh who nation predicts 37 to 9 so my man Diddy who what's up Diddy um so there's a lot of stuff going on here but I think there's a lot of excitement because, you know, the Bengals right now are five and two. And I think that a lot of people outside of the fan base did not see this being possible. I felt like it was close to happening, probably not the way or the wins that we expected. Uh, But looking at the schedule early on, I did kind of think that the Bengals had some opportunity to end up with a record looking close to this, at least in that stretch. This was the stretch where. I wasn't so sure outside of the Lions and the Jets game. I felt like those were sure wins. Uh, Baltimore on the road, I did not expect that whatsoever. Uh, But it's funny to see uh, the Bengals finally start to get some of the credit for the work that they've done. And it's been interesting to see how uh, Zach Taylor and this crew and Joe Burrow has been able to take this team and immediately turn it around. Uh, within the fashion that they've done in such a short time I think a lot of people kind of expected this to in a sense happen probably next year Uh, but uh, they've been playing with some focus and they've been blowing out teams that we haven't expected and with that we're going to continue to talk about this with my man Zim Huda. Zim say what's up. Zim can you hear us? I'm not sure if Zim can hear us or not.
2: Hello? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Hey, how you guys doing?
3: Pretty good, bro. So we were were in here talking about the first topic that we kind of touched on is the Bengals and just the national media discussion right now, talking about their success. Just what are your thoughts on the Bengals thus far this season and just the national media and how now we're the darlings of the national media?
2: I mean, I, I feel like a lot of a lot of people, um, you know, are going to be saying that, you know, like giving us this temporary love. I think I was watching like a special of, you know, like inside the NFL and uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Brandon Marshall was the one that I think is probably more realistic on like what people really are thinking. Right. It's just that, um, On a national media stage or whatever, it's always about right now, right now, right now. And um, Brandon Marshall was quick to say, like, he wasn't wasn't drinking the tea, which I thought was cool. I thought it was, like, really dope that he just was, like, being realistic because I think it's, like, what people really want to think. But people have these agendas where they're not built, like, I guess, like me, where I don't care if I'm wrong, right? Most people want to be able to tell other people that they're right all the time. Right. So, so it's just the national media right now. They don't want to be the people that say the Bengals, we, don't, we really truly don't believe in them. But we're not going to say that because if we say that, we're going to look stupid when our picture goes across the screen. They don't really want the Bengals to win. They don't really think that the Bengals are going to win a Super Bowl or go to a Super Bowl, win a division or any of that stuff. They just don't want to look stupid later on. Whereas you can't look stupid if you go with your your real true facts is I mean yeah like your truth and Brandon Marshall I thought was just saying like hey you know slow pump the brakes uh, look at who they beat he was being he was saying like well they only beat the Jags and he named like and then somebody else on the panel was like well they just beat whoever was in front of them and that's how they got to this to the point that they were at right now you know. And um, he was like, yeah, that's true. But he was like, yeah, well, let's see if they could beat the Steelers again. Let's see that whatever. And I also top it off with Tyler Boy said, yeah, I think they're going to respect us now. Like and I wrote back a tweet. I think it was on Ben Baby's page or something like that. And mm-hmm. I just was letting people know, like, no, nobody's going to respect you until you have a, a parade coming down Main Street. That's the only day that they'll ever do it. You could go to a Super Bowl. You could tell everybody like you could go we could go crush teams by 40 points. Until you get a Super Bowl ring, all your ops, everybody that you talk to every single day of your life that never believed in the Bengals all this time will sit there be silently seething waiting for the Bengals to lose. I don't care what they say on the national media. They don't want them to win. And it because it's just it's too it's, it makes their job so much harder. They have they, they can't go and copy and paste the same story that they've been writing. So I don't believe any of these people. I just think they don't want to look stupid in front of millions of people. That's what no, I think.
3: No, that's real. You made a great point with that. It definitely is a lot of fake love out there. Zim, as you're watching, as the people at home are watching, <laughs> you're actually wearing a whole lot of orange hoodies. So, for oh, those watching. Check out Zim's hoodie right now. He's got the whole lot of orange hoodie on right now featuring Joe Burrow. You can get those at ZimHooday.com. No, they're not on
2: there. <laughs>
3: oh, well, you will eventually be able to get them at ZimHooday.com.
2: it's crazy you said that I put some stuff on there last night. People were asking for long sleeve shirts, crew necks. I had those. I also have a Halloween special one that I'm going to drop for Joe Burrow on um, – on Halloween. So if you're checking out the show right now, whatever, go to ZimHooday.com on Halloween. I have a special drop. It's going to be a shirt that I'm only dropped like 50 of them on. But aside from that, like I added a baby infant, a uh, whole lot of orange um, little onesies, and I added a bunch of long sleeves. And I did add the Joe Mixon. So a whole lot of mixing is on their long sleeve on there. But the hoodie is still not there, though.
3: So be sure to check those out on ZimHuday.com. If you're looking for the Migo shirt, you can find that on NewStripeCity.com. I'm looking at the chat. I know y'all want some love to be sent there. And somebody made a mention of asking us, did we see that Melvin Ingram wants out of Pittsburgh? And so I decided to do some investigating. And Ian Rappaport is definitely reporting this past weekend that Melvin Ingram does indeed want out of Pittsburgh. After seeing a reduction in his playing time, they were, apparently Kansas City made an offer, but the Steelers ideally don't want to send him to an AFC team. So we know that he will, unfortunately, unless he gets a release, that would be the only way that the Bengals could get involved. But it's funny how the narrative changes in terms of a team like the Steelers that probably a year ago, you probably had nobody wanting out of there. Um, and now with the Bengals on top, and and the Steelers not really being a team that is a top tier team, now teams are now players one out of there. But Zim, shifting gears to the Jets game, just what are your thoughts on on this game as a whole? Like, how do you see it playing out? What are some of the factors that you think we need to look forward to in this game?
2: I think you know this is a National Football League, so it doesn't matter who you play; you better come with it. Cause you come out there, you get down early, bad things can happen. You start like we look at last week and I, and I was in Marvel of the lack of penalties um, playing on the road. I think they only had one penalty like later in the game, but um, you just got to play a clean game against the jets. And even if you don't play your best football, I just think that there's no team in the national football league that you could take really lightly like that. So I feel like we're greatly outmatching them. I guess now is now we're after. It's funny how you beat the crap out of the Ravens. Now, like we're like this massive overdo. I think we're like we, I think the spread is like nine and a half. I think now. So right. So like um, it's just crazy to me to now you just beat the mess out the uh, Ravens and then now all of a sudden like now you're like heavily favored in games and stuff like that. But the same things that I was talking to you like yesterday. The same things resonate. Like, if you all been watching us all year, I've just been saying the same thing. Just throw it to them three guys. (laughs) And and By the time you get to the end of the game, you got three guys getting eight targets. That's 24 passes right there, right? It's very unique to look at it like that. I get it. You do that. You then come back and say, Uzama, you get three targets. now, And then now you're at 27. The other three targets will go to a running back such as Joe Mixon, yeah, I want to throw it at P. Ryan? Cool. Be my guest. Do it. Joe, did, did a, that was one of my favorite play, plays where he improvises and then catches P. Ryan, gets, makes a good great play out of it because any normal quarterback probably would have got sacked right there. But if you just use the distribution chart to use those 30 attempts like that every week, there's not any – I can't think of – there's only two teams in the AFC I think that could keep up with us. Three if you count the Ravens. You know, as of right now, things could change. The Chiefs could catch fire, and everybody's totally just dismissing them right now. Like, they might get their stuff together five weeks from now and be going crazy. But on teams like the the teams that are lesser than, that have less athletes and less firepower, someone like the Jets, just use that 30 distribution chart. Like, Joe Burrow should be throwing 30 times a week is my magic number or whatever. But if you go give those eight targets to the three Migos – the other targets to use, I'm going to mix in. And please, Chris Evans, get healthy. Um, you do those those right there, you couldn't lose to the Jets. So if you walk out of a game and you didn't do that, and something, the score didn't look like what I, what it was supposed to, is because you didn't do the formula that you just did with the Ravens. Now, mind you, the Ravens game was really solely, solely taking control of by the defense. So me, take it from me, I learned on the fly too. For years, I said your offense is your defense. This defense absolutely has shown me that in order to be to, to have sustainability, while you're waiting for your offense to take flight and center and everything like that, your defense better be doing more than just stopping guys uh, on third down. Because I, I think we were talking. I was talking. To, I was talking to somebody the other day about the 2005 team. 2005 team was really really good, mm-hmm. but their defense was never like this. Their defense just would get a bunch of turnovers and they would get a whole bunch of yards on them. So my whole idea and my concept and my ideology behind everything was like, well, I mean, a defense, like, I mean, if they could just limit how many points score, but now they're taking teams in 2021 and absolutely just deleting your running game or deleting a passing game in that one particular game. And then that in itself spearheads the whole game itself from then then yeah your offense I, I put up points I put a tremendous amount of de- uh, pressure on the opposition every time and it is what it is and if you could do that with the Jets uh just by throwing the ball to those guys being solid at the point of attack uh, uh, up front which we've done so much better with this year then I think you can come out of this thing with a win it could be another blowout where you see Joey B and them on the on the bench for the fourth quarter, but it's all predicated on not trying to get cute, not trying to do nothing crazy, just doing going with your talent. Just going with your talent. I watched a Rams game this past week. They absolutely scheme ways to figure out ways to get Cooper Cup the ball in space. There are set like I it blows my mind. Like the Rams are a scary team to me when they're clicking. We don't have that. We're just going off of what the Steelers did for years is just have the more talented guys at the, at the skill positions and make them win their one-on-one matchups. And if you just do that, you don't have to really out scheme like lesser than opponents. And that's my my idea of going into the Jets.
3: Right. So just giving you guys some updates on the injuries, we kind of touched a little bit on them, but the injury report as we record this Thursday, the Thursday's injury report hasn't come out. So we've got Wednesdays here. Uh, Chris Evans did not practice. Trey Hopkins did not practice. Uh, It looks like uh, Trey Hendrickson was limited. Jackson Carmen had a full practice on the Jets side. Tevin Coleman, the running back, did not practice. Joe Flacco did not practice. Uh, and a lot of people have asked, is Joe Flacco going to start in this game? There have been reports that have said that he's not. So you will see Mike White there. Bryce Huff, the defensive lineman, did not practice. Uh, Tavon Wesco, a tight end, did not practice. Quincy Williams, not Quentin Williams, Quincy Williams, a linebacker, did not practice. Obviously, Zach Wilson did not practice as he's out for a few weeks for them. Uh, Tyler Croft, the old Bengal, had a limited practice. Shaq Lawson had a limited practice. And C.J. Mosley had a limited practice, as well as the safety, Ashton Davis. So um, for myself looking into this game, the one thing, like Zim said, is you just have to go in and essentially use your guys better offensively than their guys. They're going to have some matchups, right? But this is a solid defense. I will say that defensive line that they do have – It's probably a lot better than some people think at first glance. And protecting Joe Burrow and keeping the pocket clean, which the Bengals have done, by the way, the past two games, me and Zim have talked about that. Um, If they just continue to do that, they should be good up front with protecting Joe Burrow, making sure that we come out of this game without any kind of injuries or anything like that. And then I think offensively, with them having uh, a guy like Corey Davis, I think that you put Cheeto, who's, by the way, the second – uh, cover corner on PFF right now in the entire league I think you put Cheeto on him uh, they've got some other guys Elijah Moore who me and Zim kind of talked about during draft season that's another guy that you have to kind of contain for this team a surprise guy for them is Keenan or Keelan Cole so you definitely don't want him to be a factor in this game for the most part this team passes when you look at Their uh, philosophy, they pass 65% of the time. They really only run 35% of the time. But with the Bengals' philosophy, like Zim said, you still want to stop that run and try to make them one-dimensional. We want teams to pass. We want teams to allow guys like Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard to get up after them. So that is definitely going to be a key in this one. And then I think, you know, as far as defensively, you just have to contain some of those guys that I've touched on. And just do what the Bengals have done. They've been great in the red zone. That's something else that they've taken away from offenses. Even if there are drives, if they don't force three and outs, and you do get yardage on them on a deep bomb or something like that, they do a great job of making sure that you don't score that you leave with a field goal. Um, so I would say to continue to do that and just play with the same confidence that these guys um, have done here. I've got a super chat here from Dark Fire MCB. Do you think this is a trap game? No. It could be, but I think like the, <laughs> way that the Bengals, the Bengals aren't really full of confidence in terms of just overlooking opponents. They're confident in their abilities, right? They know that we can go toe-to-toe with any team, but they're not going to just overlook the Jets because every game, every week, they want to make sure that they get a win. And well- they know now that they're playing for that, that bye week um, for the playoffs. Go ahead. I,
2: I just want to ask you, like, I guess my definition of a trap game is like where you don't come and bring your a game and the other team has like actual like talent that could probably, you know, like overcome, like you're, you underestimate That's yeah. like my definition of a trap game. I guess you tell me your definition of it. Cause to me, even if they did that, I just don't think, that I think the bang there's a way that you could lose a game any week, any week, any given Sunday, right? right? The way that the Bengals lose this game is by shooting themselves in the foot, though. Like, is that a trap game? Though, is like or I don't maybe. know
3: because I, I actually before the last game I listened around to some of like the Ravens podcast just to hear what like they they kind of thought, and I think they had Quadri Ismail on there, and he felt like a trap game to him was actually our game last week because he said that they were coming off of that chargers game and that kind of inflated their confidence. And they just assumed like, Oh, we're just going to run through, run through the, Bengals the next week. So <laughs> and he was actually to give him some credit. He was actually concerned about uh, them against us. He seemed like the only <laughs> Ravens person that I heard that was the only one that was saying that it's a trap game. We have to watch out and stuff like that. I don't think that the Bengals, even though they're riding a high of beating a team like the Ravens, I think that the goal is still get the dub. I think it's just get the dub, and also now, especially with us having the one seed and it being competitive, I think the goal is to just come out, get the W, um, and try to get Joe Burrow out and get some of our backups in to conserve conserve that energy. But really it's just get the dub and make sure that you just leave – I guess somewhat of an exclamation point on it to show how good this team actually is. If they
2: just play mistake free football, like they have been, like it's been, we we've done really good when it comes to, in terms of discipline and penalties versus any of our opponents. Some of these games we haven't been winning the turnover, turnover battle, but in generally those are teams that don't win that many games. But when your talent level is like really, really high, like ours is, and you, and you do this, and you are disciplined in the way that you play, then it usually translates a lot to like it's just a hard, we're a hard team to like knock off in that regard. The X, the number one, I wouldn't even call it an X factor either, is that because I look at when I when the schedule comes out, I really don't look at it to see like who are we playing, I'm looking at the quarterbacks we're playing, right? And then you start talking about this kid that I don't really know at all, right? Versus Joe Burrow, so maybe now I go back, go look at him, and see what are the things that he does better than you know, and what are the things that he doesn't do so well. But at the end of the day, I know that even if the game is close, I still like my chances with number nine, and it's going to be like that until the end of time. Okay. <laughs> and I mean, it's it's really that simple. It's really it's really that simple, and. You know, like, we play the Packers. Does anybody in, in the chat today feel like the Packers like, some elite team or something like that? Like, like, it, it, and I don't think most of the teams that they played feel like that. But at the end of the day, you know, they got Aaron Rodgers. And had right. they not have Aaron Rodgers, they'd probably be two and five.
3: Right. And like, they, even tonight, like, even with Devontae Adams out, right, like, to them's <laughs> point, they still have Aaron Rodgers. You just can't assume that it's just right. over.
2: He going to get the ball. He going to get the ball to anybody, like. You know, like that's the thing when everybody's always trying to figure out, or I've been on record to always talk about the curse of of Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati natives saying, "Oh man, we must be cursed." And da da da. Like no, you didn't have the most elite player on on the field at the time, as good as those Dalton teams were. The comparisons of, of, of Baker Mayfield are always like they're so so similar in this regard. It's like when you don't have a Joe Burrow, you you're gonna lean on the fact that what are we we would come on here every week and people be saying we we'll lose a game 17 to 10 and everybody would blame the defense the whole game. Like, you know, like they right. you will blame that. If you didn't blame that, you blame the offensive line. If you didn't blame like, you know, like the offensive line. I have some really good stats on the offensive line right now is now ranked, uh, according to PFF, as the seventh ranked offensive line, like in football, 10th ranked. Hold on, let me pull this up. But um, I'm sorry. yeah, They're number 10th now, one spot ahead of Cleveland, according to ESPN's uh, pass block break. Then there's enough. I mean, I'm sorry, on PFFs, on ESPN, they actually have Cleveland as number one, but I don't know what metric system they're using because their offensive line is now average. But every single week, you'll always have an excuse for somebody for the Browns, right, because it's predicated on everything must be on all cylinders for all the work or you'll all create excuses the same way y'all did for Andy Dalton every week. When you have Joe Burrow out there, there are going to be times in this, in this journey that we're going to go on and guys won't be there. Guys won't be there. And in 90% of the people are going to be like me. We're not going to harp on the fact that guys aren't there. Like even right now, I'm saying make a trade for a defensive edge guy, make a trade, go get another guy like a, um, uh, a Justin Houston level, a Melvin Ingram guy, just somebody like that. You need another guy like that to make this thing like really go crazy, really pop off. And I'm just saying that just to kind of like, you know, whatever, to, to like dot the T's, I mean, dot the I's and, and cross the T's and everything like that. But at the end of the day, I feel like Joe Burrow can win a lot of those games. But when we had Dalton, it always was – you, you had to look at every single detail to say like this has to get better or this has to get, and creating all these excuses. Like the Packers aren't going to do that, you know, tonight. Like they're just going to play ball. And um, and the only reason why I say Melvin Ingram is because I'm not shooting. Like th- the Bengals need this. They need 15 to 18 snaps per game of a pure pass rusher, not not Darius Hodge or somebody like like a, a real legit pass rusher and people were like well zim they had five sacks this past game the difference is that raven's line is trash is i don't know what you go against the chargers you go against uh, josh allen whether it's the playoffs or something like that you better come with the rotation of guys that will consistently hit home and absolutely kill the quarterback as a calling card um for your defense and if you fail to do that you're going to put yourself in some rough spots. Unlike the offensive line that I now feel is now above average. And there ain't nobody giving up offensive alignment at all. Period. There're not nobody's giving those up at all. But people are giving away disgruntled edge rushers on the last year of their contract. That's that's where my whole sentiment comes from, I guess.
3: No, I definitely will agree with you on that. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and get ready to wrap up. Zen, was there anything that the people needed to know before we get up out of here?
2: Whole lot of orange, guys. Keep on drinking your orange juice. Shout out to Midwest Best Barbecue. They want to yeah. make sure that I say I, 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 I forgot a couple of times to say best. And you get
3: them out. Uh, because it truly I is best. Them. Definitely, definitely, and, loves and, for
2: sure. So make sure I, I mailed somebody off. I had a trivia on Twitter the other day, and I just mailed off some coupons to a kid the other day, too, that won some of the trivia questions. So if you don't follow us on Twitter, please make sure you follow Ace and New Strike City on Twitter and me is Zim who they on Twitter. Um, but I do do trivia stuff. I give out coupons. I give out all types of stuff. Um, but it is, you know, but. I'm, I'm doing it because I just want people to go eat at the best spot. I don't know Midwest yeah,
3: facts. That brisket, those chicken wings. Be sure to check it out. But of course, we're going to end this with a yes.
2: Sursky. Hello, world. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, it has a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> I never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The, the whole story is Carlos
1: never beat me in. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card.